This is Women Who Rock, a podcast promoting female musicians and artists. Today, I'm very happy to say that I am joined by Brisbane singer-songwriter Lucy Francesca Dron. Lucy, thanks so much for coming on Women Who Rock. Thank you. Uh, I said singer-songwriter because I was a bit hesitant to label your music with a specific genre, particularly <laughs> after the new single, What Is Next, that's coming out really soon. Um, there's a lot going on. It's quite eclectic and it's kind of a mixture of a lot of genres. I'm really interested to dig into your kind of musical evolution to find out how that happened. So I think I was reading that you started off by playing cello when you were heaps young and then you switched to vocals um, and now you're playing guitar. So, yeah, I'm interested to know, like, when did you switch to doing vocals and when did you start first pick up the guitar for the first time? Yeah. So I always kind of just sang for fun. And I just kind of did choir at school, and then eventually I did a few lessons for singing, but I don't really remember that. But then I picked up the guitar because I just loved all these songs so much and I wanted to learn them. So my brother would, like, teach me a bunch of songs and I would just cover heaps, so I'd be, like, singing and playing guitar and covering them. But, it, yeah, I didn't really take it too seriously. But yeah, then I started writing, which is where I kind of like got into the singing and playing guitar more and like it kind of, I got better at it and fell in love with it more and it became more, I play guitar now. Like I, I didn't really view it like I'm a singer or a guitarist until it just kind of happened because I started writing a lot more. Okay, so were those first songs like indie rock? Because I know you love the Strokes. Was that the kind of first um, playing guitar? The stuff that I was learning. Yeah, it was probably that I, it was a bunch of different artists, like the microphones, learned some of their songs, and that's kind of like lo-fi folk sort of thing. I don't know. But yeah, I think predominantly it was, I was mostly learning indie rock songs. Um, and I tried to learn a lot of Void songs, which was a bit hectic, but I did that on keys. <clears throat> But yeah, mostly indie rock songs. Okay, so but then when you started studying, because you studied in Brisbane um, Musical Industry College, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, were you focusing on jazz when you were doing that? Like, what was no. the main? No, that was just um for my last few years of high school. It was just year eleven and twelve, so it was still just normal school. Um, I wasn't like studying an instrument or vocals, but there was a lot of music based assessment and everything but yeah I, I've never studied jazz or anything I don't really know how I got jazzy <laughs> okay so what were you focusing on when you were at the studying music at MIC um I was just writing really yeah performing um but I was also just you know like a teenager I was just really emotional so I don't really like I didn't I didn't really take I wasn't really fully focused on everything at the time. But, yeah, the biggest music thing I was doing was um, writing songs and doing performance oh, okay. assessments. Okay, because, yeah, I wasn't sure if during that experience you were doing, like, 
classical trained cello no. kind of stuff? No, I did cello when I was much younger, like when I was six. I um, played in the Young Conservatorium in an orchestra um, right. for ages, and I really loved that, but I just had this urge to, like, change direction to, like, I didn't know exactly what, but I just wanted to kind of veer from classical music and just see where I went. Okay. Uh, I know also that you're, I guess, we're not sure where the jazz came from, but I was reading that you're a big fan of Amy Winehouse. And I feel like I could, I could feel that uh, influence come through in the latest track, What Is Next? Yeah. Um, so I, when did you discover her? Was it like the end of high school? or? Yeah, I only discovered of... her when I was 19. Um, and I'd already written all these songs. Oh, What Is Next? I think I was like about to start writing when I got into her. But I had already written a lot of the songs and they had a really jazzy melodies, but I think um listening to Amy Winehouse helped me refine like the kind of jazz style and technique in how I like execute the melodies and everything yeah so she definitely was a big influence on how my vocals sound jazzier and everything I think that you you released an EP when you were super young I think was it 2017 the first EP that you put out I think so or 2000 yeah 2017 and so, yeah, you've got you've released a couple of singles recently, and it seems like there's an EP on the way. So I'm interested to hear about after going through the process of studying at MIC, how have these, from like a production point of view and songwriting, how has these kind of recent singles that you're putting out, which could be uh, an upcoming EP, how has that vary compared to back in 2017 when you were uh, a teenager? Yeah, um, it's so much more different because. Uh, the EPA did at school, I did it with my music teacher and they were just like a bunch of little songs that I had just like written and I just wanted to record them. Um, and now it's like with these songs, I have band obviously, which I didn't have mm. in the loquium. Um, and I did it at a proper recording studio with a proper producer. Not that my teacher wasn't a proper producer, he was amazing, but like, yeah, I was going into a studio and everything. Um, and yeah, I just have, I've grown up a lot since then and I've evolved musically, so I have a much like clearer audio vision of what, what I want things to sound like. And it's been, yeah, it's been an intense, amazing learning experience recording. Do you prefer the sort of really professional studio environment? Yeah, I think it's it's better because I have like really big kind of ideas with some of the songs. So yeah, I feel like it's easier to execute it. But I know I could just do it um, for much cheaper somewhere else. But I don't, I don't really know how to pr produce or anything. So I feel like safer if I'm like paying a professional and working with them. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, the, the most recent tracks do sound very professional. I Your most recent single, which uh, I think the physical launch will be today, if this is out on Thursday. Um, oh, it came out a while ago. But you're doing a launch party on Oh, yeah, the launch parties on uh, Thursday. In Brisbane, yeah. right, yeah. Um, so I think we should listen to that now. Um, the track is called What Is Next?
Lucy Francesca Dron was called What Is Next. It was released uh, at the start of the year, had some pretty great radio play, but you're also doing a physical launch on, I think, the 4th of March, which is a Thursday. So that's going to be on at the Black Bear Lodge. I'm interested to hear, I mean, I haven't really been to a lot of gigs in the last year. I definitely haven't been to any gigs in Brisbane. I'm interested to get your take about what it's been like to be a performing musician over the last year or so in Brisbane um yeah first when COVID started obviously nothing was happening it was very terrifying because I feel like everyone was really keen for 2020 or whatever so like I had just started playing with my band and we were getting really hyped and people were hearing it and I just like then COVID happened and I think a lot of us were terrified that like we'd never be able to like gig or I don't know it was just Mm -hmm. scary but then then I started chilling out and you could do gigs again, but there was, it was very limited capacity and it was, but it was so exciting when gigs started again because we had all just been in our room and then we could finally just go out and see each other and listen to music. It was really emotional actually, but recently it's been pretty much completely normal. There's still some kind of capacity things where like we've, because my real feels, the label I'm working with, I've been throwing shows um each week recently because we've just released a mixtape um and this venue is really small and it's been hard because we've been having to turn a lot of people away and come up because we only have like 50 people allowed Mm. so there's still kind of that thing but at the big venues it seems really normal yeah Right. Yeah, that must have been really difficult uh, being in the point where you're just kind of getting the band started and things are just starting Mm. to move and then it all kind of shut down. Yeah, it was scary. But then I was just like, we have to record. Like, there's nothing else we can do. Let's just record something. So it was kind of good in a way because I probably wouldn't have been so, like, it felt like it just pushed me. It was like, I can't waste any time. Like, this can happen again. Like, I need to start doing Mm. things with my music while I can. yeah, I mean, I was going to ask about how do you keep the once you have that like sudden stop, how do you keep the enthusiasm going? And I guess jumping into a studio is maybe a good way to do that. Yeah, 
But you have played, so this this uh, gig at the Black Bear Lodge, it's not going to be like the first one in a year or something. You have been playing a bit over the yeah, last we, couple of months or something. Yeah, we've been playing a few shows and going to a lot of shows. Okay. Are there, I know that when live music first came back in Sydney, they had some kind of weird rules where venues where I go to and, you know, two years ago you'd just be standing shoulder to shoulder and everything's packed out. Um, you'd have to sit on seats and like yeah, you couldn't like be that. Yeah, so you had that as well where it was kind of uh, – yeah. is, is it hard to perform in that kind of very strange environment? It was actually like – because that it was like that for my single launch for Take It From Me. But for some reason it was it was actually pretty good because everyone was kind of like, – you kind of just had to listen. You didn't have to. Like, you could still talk, but it just felt kind of more um, intimate in a way. And some of the shows I went to, it just felt really nice because, like, yeah, everyone had to – sit you weren't like running around going to the bar and sitting and stuff. but um okay. there was some shows where it was a bit weird especially like the really high beat type ones but you just want to like dance and stuff. <laughs> like, mm. i remember seeing uh slater kinney at the opera house before covid maybe, maybe like five years ago uh and it was kind of like a pre-covid glimpse into the covid world because Slater mm. Kinney is like a punk, heavy punk band, but oh, it was true. at the opera house and everyone was just <laughs> sitting quietly, remaining perfectly still. That's funny. <laughs> um, how about your, I guess, relationship with performing online, like doing Instagram Live or things like that? Because I've had a really varied response when I asked that question over the last year. So how did you approach that? Was it mainly just in the studio or were you doing that as well? Um, no, I didn't really do that. I think I did, like, one, which was all right. Um, but, yeah, it was okay. It kind of felt good because it kind of just felt you like you were practicing. Because um, one of them I just did in my, where I, like, normally practice, and it was just to, it was actually for my school, MIC. I got paid to, like, do it online gig for them and that felt really chill because right. I was just completely alone and I think because sometimes when you perform live it, it's there, like your performance can change so much just based on like the audience and certain things so it was kind mm. of good being alone and just being able to do it exactly how you want but yeah sure but it will be good to be get uh, back onto a stage right yes oh, I love it <laughs> it's like what I for <laughs> So you mentioned that uh, you and the band had been kind of forced maybe into the studio last year. Uh, you've released a couple of singles. I think one was uh, last October and then you released one at the start of this year. Can you tell us about maybe what the next, the rest of 2021 looks like? Are you planning on a new release or mm -hmm. how will that work? Yeah, I have another, well, I have my EP coming out and I have another single and this next one is like the most important song to me ever. So I'm really excited. It's like the first song where every single like bit of sound and it was like what I could hear in my head and it was so satisfying to like go to the studio and like explain what I want and like just like execute it and have it out of, out of my head. <laughs> it was so cool. Right, um, okay. So yeah, but that single coming out and then the EP and then we're about to film the music video for the next one that I'm really – I don't know if I'm supposed to be saying this. I'm sure it doesn't matter. Like. I'm not very well known, but like, um, yeah, a music video that I'm very, very excited for because, again, it's like 
I, I like saw this video in my head and I have it so like clearly vivid that it's um, vivid what I want to do with it. So yeah, I'm really excited for the next release. Right, sounds like it's going to be a pretty busy first half of 2021. Yeah, it's just, it's, I kind of love it. Take it from me. There's so much more than what we see. But I get I'm not fake. I just need something to be Cause where would I go if not? Where would I go if not? Where would I go if not? It's time for the segment, Tell Me a Thing, where... I have a list of seven topics, and I ask you to choose one of them. The topics are musical equipment, recording equipment, poetry, Patti Smith, punk rock, death, and politics. <laughs> the way you so, said death. Sorry. <laughs> it's very dramatic. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Lucy, can you please tell us a thing? Okay. I think I'll talk about death. I'm just going to – I don't know what I'm saying. I'll just say how I feel about it, I guess. Death is spooky, and it used to freak me out a lot, but now, I don't know, I feel like it's not that bad, because if you look at nature and just how nature exists and stuff, like, trees grow and then fall and then dying, like, helps the growth of other things. I just feel like life, this whole cycle of life and death, so kind of not that scared of it anymore, because I just feel like, yeah. Do you think that's a, is that a recent revelation? Uh, I don't know. Not really. Kind of. Yeah, because I kind of just like, because the scary thing is when you think about like, oh, I'm going to die. I won't experience this. Like, Lucy, you won't experience this. But then when you like stop viewing yourself as like a I am Lucy and thing and you just realize you're just a part of this ball of life, then it's less scary because it's just like, gonna happen and I don't, know. I don't know what I'm saying <laughs> you're you're a small part of something that's going to keep going anyway yeah exactly and it's like that's good I always think it's really interesting how many people choose death really yeah what do people yeah. usually say I'm, I'm gonna listen to it oh we've had such a, a wide ranging <laughs> approach I kind of have this feeling that like people want to talk about it but yes. we don't in society so then when people are given an opportunity where they can talk to someone that they don't really know? Yeah, it's weird. It's just, like, the only thing that's, like, kind of definite is, like, you will die. And we're just, like, faced with it. And it's like, oh, what do we do? Life's so short. It's, it kind of, death kind of, like, fuels me to live in a way because it's, like, I'm here for such a short amount of time. Like, I want to do everything that I can possibly do where I am rather than just, like, sit in fear and sure and it kind of sounds like you had a bit of a well it wasn't a death but having the idea of playing shows ripped out from under you made you think okay life's short i need to do this now yeah yeah i feel like every day i kind of wake up and i'm like anything can change like every day i want to like try and just do what i want to do in a good way um lucy thank you so much for coming on the show uh, I'm really looking forward to the next six months. It seems like things are going to be pretty busy in the Lucy Francesca drawn camp. So we're looking forward to that. Thanks yeah. again. Thank you so much. It was awesome.
Women Who Rock is proudly produced in the Sydney studios of 2SER 107.3.